Welcome to PhD with Woman on It, Hack the Future. My name is Beata Young and today's PhD Positivity Hack Delivered will be by our guest, Tiffany Tichy. Topic, what can I be? Tips for engaging our kids into STEM. Episode 87 starts here. Let me remind you. This is a grassroots community that focuses on women on IT, an inclusive forum of women in technology, startups, and female leaders who are supported by men as well. And I bring heart to that hustle because empathy is my motto, and empathy is critical when we are engaging our kids into STEM. I would like to mention a couple of things that's been happening between the holidays. Way to go, Dr. Jackie Taylor, on creating the first sustainability course in the LinkedIn catalog. Excited to learn more on how technology supports every business to deliver climate change. Continue to hug the future, Dr. Jackie. It's great to see US Navy Blue Angels Amanda Lee in her first week of training at El Centro for her air show on March 11th. She's the first ever F-18 fighter pilot to be part of the Blue Angels, a flight demonstration squadron of the US Navy. Another great news, everyone, ESPN Pink Card Podcast is now available online. Shima Oily, Dolly Parton's America Radio Labs, tells a four-decade story of resistance with roots in soccer, part memoir, sport drama, social history, and caper. Pink Card traces Oily's Iranian-American history and follows three generations of Iranian women who risk their lives for the simple right to watch a soccer game. These women risk their lives to fight for their basic rights, basic rights for many women in Iran. It's time for the whole world to fight for women, life, freedom. Let's go back to today's episode. We are going to learn how, what can I be? We are going to learn from Tiffany. Tiffany, where in the world are you today? Hi, I'm here in Columbia, South Carolina, representing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Tiffany, I uh, adore your story. Um, and let's start with how you got attracted into STEM. Well, initially, I wanted to be a lawyer. I thought I could debate and do all that. But then my parents, my, my mother was an educator and my dad was an entrepreneur. And so they encouraged us to value my brother and I in uh, education and hard work. So when I was able to take part in math and science Saturday academies, it was an opportunity for me to be able to learn how to problem solve. And so from there, I was able to say, okay, Engineering is a part of math and science, problem solving. So that was the opportunity for me to get engaged. My dad also had a client um, where who he was a um, civil engineer. And he said, hey, you might need to get your kids into engineering. And so between the capital, social capital, and then the encouragement of the education piece, that's what got myself and my brother. He's a civil engineer. I'm a mechanical engineer to go into engineering. And so we've been doing that since um, and taking that opportunity. I felt mechanical was the broadest. So I ended up going to that route um, for the type of engineering I wanted to do. 
Mm. Fantastic. Oh, we have first question from Hasina Faizi. Uh, it's actually job related. Maybe you can share some views on how to find a job. How can apply for IT job for women on IT? Hasina mm -hmm. Faizi is asking. Okay. Well, I mean, it's really opportunities. Like it depends on what phase you're in. Um, if you can, if you're in, if you go to school for um, the IT piece, or if you go to a community college, they also have different opportunities to get that ex experience. So if you build your experience through that, that helps. And while doing that, doing an internship, if you can get an internship, start working under someone, that would help. Um, as far as also looking for a job, job shadow. I, I try to tell younger kids to go and job shadow under a career that you want to do. Um, that's another way to see if that if you like it or not. So between doing job shadowing, trying to get some internship opportunities, or if you have that type of skills, join some organizations. There's professional organizations you can take part in um, that may have those type of skills and network. Um, I would always say networking is key. If you can meet some people in different organizations um, that tie in with that career, um, that's another way to see what opportunities maybe those companies that other people are working on might have and be able to have that build that network. So I would say that would be another way, an avenue to look for jobs for particular IT or any of the STEM careers itself to take advantage of organizations that have it, as well as um, building that network and building relationships with those that maybe can get you into those positions as well. So that would be my tips. Well, it's it's a deep dive into uh, many um, many occasions, opportunities that are waiting for somebody who's wanting and willing to take that uh, opportunity to work in IT in STEM. Um, Hasina, I hope you're going to give us a feedback uh, what stage you are in. We would love to dwell deeper and see how we can help you. But definitely, I would agree, uh, networking has tremendous power especially now after COVID, we can actually go into face-to-face -face, um, networking but also having the opportunity to chat to someone engage with them and i encourage you to check our previous episodes about networking with the networking expert kelly howie everyone stay with us we are still talking about how to get opportunities in stem how to get kids encouraged into STEM or women at various pathways. Because I believe, um, Tiffany, maybe you disagree with me, that you don't have to be a child to enter STEM field. Mm -mm. No, you don't have to be a child. I think it's any opportunity where, like I said, to build a network and a content. If you want to, like I said, you can go to the different schools. You can go to school for some of the trades that's tied with the different careers. So going to a community college is just as good as going to a four-year school um, and building their skill levels um, for the different careers. So no, it doesn't matter if you're a child. We want you to start early, yes, so you can get the exposure. But if you have the opportunity as you're older, start building those networks, building those contacts for those that's maybe in the career that you want to be in. And I think that's really going to be the avenue. But no, you don't have to wait till your child or earlier on. It's good if you could. But if you are and you have the skill levels and when I talk about I've done resume writings all the time, try to get a resume that where you can um, meet the needs of that job description, pull those keywords. So when you're talking about resume writing for different um, 
jobs you're looking for? How is your resume? What skills are you bringing that ties in with the career that, that you're trying to do? And um, what attributes do you bring to or value you bring to the organization? So this is the whole resume piece of it, of the career you're trying to look for is important. So um, that is important if you can try to cater to the position um, and have different resumes tied to the position you're trying to tie in with would be helpful too, or trying to get that particular job. Oh, absolutely. Tiffany, have you seen, um, you know, ha, ha, but we, I, I believe we all have been there. I mean, we were looking for a job. We wanted to escape the current job or whatever mental state we were in. And we were sending resume everywhere, right? right. Without checking even job description. Right. And then knowing <laughs> there's keywords, if there's some keywords that ties in with the job, catering it to the position say you want to do the it and you know you want to do the project management you want to do the key things what is that job that you're looking for asking for maybe you already have that skill levels so yeah it is all about the skill levels um key accomplishments you've done with your previous company those are things that maybe to highlight on your resume for those type of careers that you're looking for um definitely mm. will be tied with it and if you have certifications that's another thing go get some certifications tied to it there are many type of jobs um, with these STEM and IT careers where you can build some certifications and that helps and add that on the resume as well. So there's other methods and ways to go about getting those careers as well. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we have a very engaged uh, audience today. Olga Vasina, great to see you back, Beata and PhD team. Love, love, love. Great to see that you are encouraging children, Tiffany. What a wonderful calling. Is there any age barrier to working in STEM? You just talked oh. about it. <laughs> no, there's no age barrier. I mean, I'm all about starting early. If you can start early and the way I say start early, you know, when when the child is born now is tech savvy. So, of course, they're getting asset to access to different types of um, things they can do hands on. Um, I'm all about making sure they get some hands on activities starting early. Um, have, and a lot of times the kids have some questioning attitudes as far as curiosity. Don't shy away from that curiosity. They might be that future engineer. And so research, do the different things early on, get them exposed to STEM books, such as my book, What Can I Be Still Careers from A to Z, um, as well as other STEM books that tie in with the different STEM so they can start early. So no, there's no age barrier. You can start early. A lot of the, a lot of people support my book to get to their kids right when they're coming out. So um, there's no age barrier. Just start generating and exposing them. I say that the thing that looks, um, when I talk about what kids need, there's four different things. You need opportunity, access, exposure, and knowledge. If we can get our kids starting early with those four key areas, I think that's ideal to get them, get them where they need to be. So that would be what I would say. Um, yeah, there's no age barrier. No, no limit to trying to expose our kids earlier on. Let's go back. Opportunity, access, uh, exposure, and knowledge. exposure and knowledge so um when you were talking about access exposure and knowledge i think quite often parents believe that they should not give their children too much exposure to games and or too much exposure to computer right. um what's your take on that and that's the part where now technology now the mortar and that screen time you can take away that screen time for a brief moment and do some hands-on activities. 
there are different opportunities. You can use household activities. You can do robotics. Um, you can do coding. There's other ways you can do some things that maybe might not need the screen time. And maybe the screen time might be good with the coding piece, seeing how it ties in with real world experiences. And I'll give you an example of one of the activities I use. Um, how Who can build the tallest tower? And so we use materials such as marshmallows and spaghetti sticks with the materials you have. It's a part of the engineering design process. You draw it out, you imagine, you start putting it together, building it, and then you test it out. And so having those opportunities to have a discussion without the screen time is good. With just the materials you have, the robotics piece, you building the robotics, but then you also can add the programming piece of it. So there's ways you can also engage and have the different hands-on, making them think um, is key when it comes to talking to kids. And then, like I said, reading is important. Literacy is important. So yeah, that's another way to also um, promote for them to get exposure. Reading these STEM books, reading these things that can challenge their mind and having them read as well. So not only just the hands-on, but also exposing them through reading and literacy is also another thing too. Mm. So, uh, Tiffany, what inspired you to write your book? And uh, we're going to show you the cover, uh, lovely, our lovely audience. Uh, here is yes. the cover. Hello. Yes. Oh. Are we back? We I are back. <laughs> I love it. So you got a glimpse of my cover. It's called What Can yes. I Be? The careers from A to Z. And what encouraged me is because I'm always asked, I'm in a lot of organizations such as the National Society of Black Engineers, Society of Women Engineers, SWE and NSBE. And we always have to go to the different schools, school visits and talk to the kids. And I asked them, how many is met an engineer? And not that many hands goes up. So then once we've done the presentation of how engineering is fun, we do some of those hands-on activities, I ask that same question, how many is met an engineer? And at that point, all hands should go up. So it was that moment when I said, oh, man, we need some representation. These kids really don't know, hey, you just met an engineer. And so that's when I saw an opportunity on Facebook, Crystal Swain Bates, who gave an opportunity where you do your best-selling book challenge. And so from there, I learned how to be able to publish a book, how to do the book and write the book and everything, too. And so I went with the route of an alphabet book. I said, oh, let me not do too much for the kids. Let me at least get them exposed. So it's an alphabet book. What can I be? STEM careers from A to Z to encourage them that they can be any of these type of STEM careers. Now, I could have did an engineering book, all engineering. But I said, no, let's expose them to STEM, which stands for, just in case people don't know, because I've been floating that word around, science, technology, engineering, math. And just in case, um, I wanted to expose them to the different careers. So it stays, starts with A is for astronaut all the way to Z is for zoologist. And from there, I was able to just get them exposed, see the different animations um, from the characters. And I call them the STEM crew kids. And I'm doing a spinoff book with them. And it's just exposing them to the different careers. So A is for zoologist. I have R is for robotics. And of course, my brother being a civil engineer, I have him represented in there and myself, mechanical engineering. So I have that in there. And also I like doctor and I have some, some tough words in there too. Yeah, kinesiologists, <laughs> um, hydrologists. And so the toughest letter out of there was Y, which ended up being yacht designer. And so it challenges the kids um, to start out. And so that's really what encouraged me to see, say, let's expose these kids to the different types of STEM careers, because many of them have never met one. So that's why I decided to write a book. 
that's beautiful because I, I, uh, when you mentioned uh, the fact that you can build a bridge uh, by using uh, marshmallows and uh, spaghetti sticks, I uh, remember the story about Emily Warren Ribling, the woman behind the man who built the Brooklyn Bridge. She was not an engineer, but she was instrumental to the construction of the great engineering feet because her husband fell ill and she had to manage the build of the bridge building of the bridge so it is possible for anybody to become what they want to become as soon as they start they can dream that job that job description is just for them to fill in the gaps and learn things. So, um, Tiffany, I um, am inspired by your book. You talk about your book a lot on your Instagram. That's how I believe we met. Um, you talk about uh, inspiration from your parents. How much of it was really nurture versus nature? So as far as what was nurture versus nature, I mean, it came naturally with the whole piece of wanting to explore and be able to know that I'm making an impact with representation. Um, I think that's the biggest piece of knowing that I made a difference um, is really what made me want to write the book. Um, so the nurturing piece of it is that I could do it. Let me tell you, when my mom, she's an educator, was one who would go to the schools. And when I would ask a question in the math classes, because it's the math classes where a lot of the girls can get intimidated because it's, they think that the saying is boys can do better than the girls in these type of classes. But I was that one. I sat in the front of class, asked the questions. And so I guess I had a moment when one of the parents or one of the teachers that yelled at me and so my mom came to the classroom and said no Tiffany ask as many questions as she wants and so just knowing that I was nurtured to be able to know that I'm just as capable and that's where the importance of representation especially for our girls that are underrepresented minorities in these fields um is what I've seen is important so Mm. So was that like a challenge? I'm going to be one of very few um, that you wanted to achieve or? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, was, I deal with it from day to day still with the challenge of representation, um, being that it's a male dominated field with the careers I'm in, um, especially when I was in school. I mean, it's not as many girls in the, in, in the classrooms, um, females in the classrooms. So you just know that you are representing mm -hmm. and making some differences is important. Um, and then in the workforce, um, a lot of times, a lot of females, they deal with imposter syndrome. And so whether you deserve it, and I deserve it. I've dealt with situations where I've gone into a, a, a conference room and the male, he shook hands with everybody except for me. And a lot of times we can get mistaken, no offense to admins, but we can be mistaken. But no, I'm just as competent. I've earned this degree. And so just showing that is important as well. And so I, I'm glad that I'm representing and I want to continue to encourage more to be in this field because it's worth it at the end of the day. Mm. Mm. We love the fact that, uh, Tiffany, you uh, accepted mm -hmm. our invitation to be and be this representation and share with us your knowledge. Um, you, you, you look too young to have children, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what can mothers or, or what can parents do to encourage their children to go into STEM fields, apart from the fact that they should be encouraged to ask more questions mm -hmm. or they should buy your book? Yeah. What else do you think? Just 
getting them exposed. Like I said, getting them some hands-on activities outside of just the classroom. What are you doing at home to challenge them? I think that's the biggest piece of you can, you know, try to challenge them if they ask a lot of questions. Start doing some research. Like I have robotics engineer in the book. So now take that. What is what is R? R is for robotics. What does it do? It builds tasks for different things you want to do. So let's do some activities. Let's get a robot. Let's start building. Let's start doing that. I think that's the key to try to get them. Get them into um, robotics clubs. Get them into different STEM um, summer camps. Um, that's another way. Um, just like I was in a math and science Saturday academy, there are some summer camp programs that you can take part in, after school programs, um, as well as, like I said, STEM books. It's important, too. So um, I think that's the key. And like I said, job shadowing. You can start early with job shadowing, um, even as a kid. If there's somebody who wants to be a veterinarian, if they enjoy pets and animals, go take them to your veterinarian and say, can, can my child sit for a whole day um, just to see what it's like? So there's different ways that parents can get their kids involved, um, and that's the key to try to get them started. Um, and just mm. get started. Mm. Absolutely. There is lots of material. Uh, YouTube University is, is uh, available every day, every hour of the day uh, or night. Um, so lots of resources. Um, now, uh, Tiffany, uh, let's go back to your career. Uh, you mentioned that the fact that you wanted to go into a legal uh, profession. Uh, what made you change your career path? when I realized the importance of math and science and how I was, I was good. Now, I will say I was challenged. Um, my mom being a, a reading lab elementary school teacher, she knew, oh, no, I can't get my kids into it. So sometimes tutoring might play a role with it. Getting exposed with other um, programs that can help challenge the mind, I think that's what really did it. So yes, the lawyer was the one route, but when I learned about the fun that you can have with the engineering, with math and science and the problem solving and being able to know that I'm making a difference from that avenue, I think that's really what made me say, okay, this might be for me. And it's been great since um, through the journey and just knowing that I'm making an impact has been the key um, for mm -hmm. it. So now, talk about your career now. Um, you've got uh, quite an uh, exciting yes. uh, career. Yeah, so I'm actually a senior mechanical engineer. Um, I've been in the nuclear power industry for about, um, it'll be 19 years this year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been in it since I graduated from that and I've been able to um, try to, you know, make a difference from the power side of things. I've dealt with construction to um, drawings, to calculations, to specifications. So dealing with pumps, pipes, valves, that's the mechanical engineering side of things. And you just work with teams, you work with others in the different fields. So I try to share that with the kids as far as with these type of careers, you work as a team. So I don't know electrical engineering. I had to take the class, um, that one class, but we work with electrical engineers, we work with civil engineers, we work with um, different types of um, other departments because you have to be able to get the job done. And so those are the type of careers um, that I've been exposed to um, with the engineering side of things of, and the project management side, I also work with project management, uh, just making sure projects come from start to finish and close out. And so that's kind of what I've been dealing with as far as the work that I've been exposed to. Um, I've traveled some with the job. Um, I was actually in California for a year and a half. Um, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> but it was an opportunity for me to get exposed, to learn different perspectives um, with the job itself. And so it's been a journey um, with my experience with um, the career in the STEM and engineering um, itself. And so, yeah, that's the job that I do um, in the energy sector. Um, um, I'm active in a variety of different organizations tied with energy from women in nuclear. Um, um, that's one of the exposures of 
um, some of the organizations um, we do have with affinity group, different quarter meeting groups. So affinity groups, um, employee engagement uh, resource groups um, have been helpful while working at the, the, the job as well. So um, so that's what I do. Um, and then just trying mm. to work to get into it. So. Woman in nuclear, that sounds uh, quite explosive. Uh, yeah. Tell yeah. me, what does this group give you? What uh, yeah. others can't give you? It gives us the opportunity. I've been spotlighted from them. Um, I've been able to do, you do the, you do the different um, exposures to, we do the community service, we do the professional development, different parts of the organization. But it's all is coming united who's in the industry itself and being able to talk about things that we're going through, going through, um, sharing it with the community to show the, the positivity that can come out of the industry itself. And so it's a good opportunity to just bring awareness um, to energy itself. Um, and so just working alongside with other women has been key. So, mm. so uh, is it easy field for females? No, I'm not going to say everything's easy. It's gonna, and let me tell you, when I decided to go into the field, I wanted to be challenged. That was another thing that stood out. Um, when I learned about engineering, I wanted to be challenged. Not saying other majors wasn't challenging, but every day is something different. <laughs> um, mm. And so I've enjoyed the process. That's really kind of why you went into engineering with the field. Um, and no, it's not easy. <laughs> Nothing's mm. easy worth working for as well so but it's been a great journey um but yeah i want to be challenged and so it is a challenge but knowing the end results i think it's been the key thing for it as well so, mm. so what's the future for tiffany how do you envision your your career in five ten years time um i'm gonna continue to make a difference i'm actually i didn't put that out there but i actually am a phd student right now um yeah. so i'm also getting my phd in leadership studies so i'm um, trying to encourage um more diversity in the leadership field especially in stem and so um that is one of the studies that i am looking at for um, especially african-american women um in in leadership in stem and so that is i am a student as well back to the student phase um but in leadership yeah. studies um, at North Carolina A&T State University. And I got my undergrad in um, mechanical engineering and engineering management um, at universities in Charlotte, um, North Carolina. And so the sky's the limit, get my PhD, finish that up, I'll continue to work in the field of energy um, as I am represented as an engineer and project management itself. And then with the business itself, um, trying to get another book out, um, trying to encourage more kids, do a spinoff with the STEM crew kids has been the key. So. Um, and travel. I don't let. I don't know if I told y'all, but I actually just came back from Africa last year. I did a TEDx um, talk, so I'm an international TEDx speaker. And so I want to do some more of those types of talks um, and get myself out internationally. Continue, like I said, I was in South Africa, um, Botswana, as well as um, Ghana last year. So I got to get exposed to the kids. Um, so I do want to travel some more um, and try to encourage more of the STEM field. Excellent. So um, international traveler, uh, PhD in leadership. So what's the outcome of your findings? What did you find? What is the critical component for females to... Well, I'm uh, still in it. So let me ah. let you know, I'm actually in the process of doing my dissertation. I just finished all the classes. So I'm still, I'm, I'm just now getting into the research piece of it. So this semester just started. So I'm just letting you know that I'm just getting ready to figure it out. So guys, um, mm, mm, what I learned. So yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to invite you then for another PhD uh, to have a double PhD, PhD yes. with PhD uh, with Tiffany. Yes. Um, so um, we quite often talk about uh, the soft skills that matter much more 
uh, in the field of STEM. So what do you believe are the top five soft skills all career-driven females should have to make a career in STEM? Top skills to have a career in STEM, I would say, is um, communication, mm-hmm. having the opportunity to know that. And I tell that with the kids, too. I say it's not just math and science. you got to also be able to communicate, present, be able to um, relay the message, the writing skills, and all of that's important, too. So definitely the communication is key um, from a presentation standpoint, um, as well as the teamwork side of things, um, being able to work as a team, having that capability um, is important. Um, And just, like I said, the problem solving side of things, um, being able to know how to challenge yourself, um, it's been the thing that I've learned. So, um, yeah, critical thinking um, skills is important Um, as far as the soft skills, I would say. uh, Definitely communication is critical thinking um, and being able to work as a team, um, being a team player, um, it's been the thing I've learned as well. Critical thinking, challenging yourself, problem solving, teamwork, uh, communication, writing skills, quite a lot of tasks to nail. Uh, What is your biggest uh, challenge in your career? Just making sure that I prioritize. (laughs) Um, Sometimes, like I said, I've got different hats. So it's just a matter Uh of prioritizing and putting my priorities together of what needs to get done and just knowing um, from day to day. Um, and for the week um, of what can I tackle and know um, I can't do it all. Um, so what does need to be prioritized? I think it's been my thing with being challenged, um, especially with the project works that I do. Because like I said, you get thrown different things that come and you might have to pivot or, t- you know, a different route. So how do I handle it? It's been the biggest thing of the challenge of making sure um, what does it take and who do I need to reach out to if I need to ask for anything too. So. Mm. And do you have problems asking for help? No, I think after a while it's like, okay, I don't want to waste any more time than I need to for certain things. So I've learned to say, okay, well, who do I need to talk to? Who's capable of maybe helping me with this? Because I've learned that don't waste any more time than you need to, especially when somebody else can help. Um, It's been one of the things I've learned. So at times I might be challenged to say, okay, I can do this. I can do this. But at some point you look at the time and you're like, okay. Who can I get the help? So it's hit or miss on it. It just depends on what I'm working on, where I can might get stuck. But when I get to that point where I'm stuck, and I'm like, okay. And you know, and I've learned in the um, industry itself, you you have questioning attitudes, and that's important too. So if you have to stop work and do that just to make sure you're on the right track, I think that's important too. So, mm. so if Uncle Google and uh, Auntie Wiki uh, is not capable to help you, reach out to people, reach out to your network. That's advice from uh, Tiffany. Yes. Now, let's go back to your book. Um, uh, I've heard that uh, you uh, are encouraging others to write a book. Why is that? Because, and I have, okay, so I also have a publishing agency. It's called Inspired Authors Publishing because of what I've done. I want to encourage more business leaders and leadership, um, those in industry leaders, to be able to now write your story, write a book for children um, and publish it um, because somebody needs to hear your story and try to encourage more kids to get in these fields. I think it's been the biggest thing. So my push is to try to get more industry business leaders to be able to now take what you have, 
put it in writing so kids can be able to learn the same career, um, similar to the outlet that I did as far as my book. So writing a book, telling your story, somebody needs to hear your story. And so that's why I say it's important to be able to publish a book and become a you know, best-selling author. <laughs> and so um, it's important because somebody needs that book. You never know what impact you might have is what I've learned. Absolutely. Best-selling author is at your fingertips. Your writing and communication skills are very handy. We've got uh, another comment. Jane, lovely to see this show. You look fabulous, ladies. Thank you so much, Jane. Uh, it's hard to avoid yourself when comparing to other people who is better. Um, how do you handle such pressures when dealing problem you face during work? The pressure of comparing yourself to others. And I, I was just talking to someone. I said, it's not, you should not compare yourself to others. You don't know what route or what they've done to get to where they are now. And I think that's the biggest piece of, especially when it comes to women with imposter syndrome, a lot of times that comes with it, with the pressure itself of, do I deserve to be here? Should I be where I am today? But I think the biggest piece is you deserve to be where you are. You have the competency to do it. Um, and you've earned it. And so comparing yourself to others, I think, is not a good route. Um, and people might have the opportunity to say, OK, I am where I am um, because of the work that I've accomplished it to be able to do it. And so you don't know what's, what they've taken to get to that route of being where they are. And so and you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. And that's another thing, too, when you're trying to compare yourself to others. So um, and I'm, I've learned to stay in my lane with some things, too. Um, and that's another thing of some stuff you might not have the capability of, but that's where the whole asking piece is important too. So from the imposter syndrome, knowing that you're just as capable to stay in your lane on certain things um, and capabilities, but don't compare yourself to others because you don't know what they're going through or what's behind closed doors to where they got to where they are as well. Um, as well. Yep. Just be yourself. Your authentic knows. self. Be your authentic self. That would be mine. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Be yourself, everybody else is taken. Mm -hmm. uh, Tiffany, uh, so uh, you've built a, an exciting career in, um, in tech. Uh, what does success look like for you in, let's say, five years' time? Mm. Well, success could be in so many avenues. Um, I've learned that we're always going to have sort of aim for that success. <laughs> um, that's why I have a vision board um, and the sky's the limit on what the future holds. Um, like I said, I'm getting this PhD, um, different avenues of just continuing to encourage more kids to get into these STEM careers. It's going to be the future as well. Um, and then continuing to try to encourage the engineering side of things, the project management side of things, um, and the leadership side of things, I think is the big, what my future holds with that. Um, and so just continue to make an impact. Um, that's really what, and I have a quote from um, Shirley Chisholm who says, um, service is the privilege of living here on earth, for the rent for living here on earth. And so I'm gonna continue to give service um, and making an impact um, is the biggest thing. So I'm gonna, that's where I see myself, um, just continuing to make an impact globally. Um, I do see myself continuing to do global, um, inter international aspects of it as well. Well, you've been invited to speak at TEDx stage, so I believe uh, you're achieving, uh, you're prioritizing your um, your impact uh, yes. well. Um, Tiffany, uh, what's 
your life lesson quote and how is it important in your life? Well, one of the quotes um, is from Shirley Chisholm. We'll go back to her. She's um, one of the sheroes. Um, she says, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. And so, or build your own. <laughs> um, I think the biggest piece is knowing that you are just as capable and able and can earn it. And know that you have the opportunity to get mentors, sponsors, somebody can vouch for you when you're not in the room. Get some advice, you know, get somebody to help you, give you some advice, mentoring. I think that's another piece that can help um, allow you to try to get your seat at the table. And once again, networking um, is another part of it, building relationships. Mm. So um, who is your mentor? Oh, I've got variety of mentors to meet different avenues of my portions of my life. Um, I've had some that I've had throughout. Um, so it varies. Um, it depends on the career, um, for my career sake, from my life um, journey. So I've got a variety of mentors um, to hit everyone's. And sometimes with the mentors, it doesn't have to be one who looks just like you. Um, and I wanted to put that out there. So the mentors I have, they're all different types of variety of ones. And like I said, I do have some sponsors, those that spoke on my behalf and said Tiffany's just as capable to be in the room and capable to serve in that position as well. And so, um, yeah. I've got a variety of mentors that I maybe can't just speak on all of them, um, but just know that each of them um, touch avenues to encourage me and get me in the right um, path. And I've been a mentor. I've mentored many young ladies. Um, I'm still a mentor and just trying to get them. It's important too. So not only being a mentor, but being a mentor has been another part of my life. Well, uh, you've mentioned you've got a couple of mentors uh, on different uh, career uh, or whether it's a personal life or career path. Um, but none of us are able to achieve success without some help along the way. Mm -hmm. Who is is there any particular person you are grateful to, to and I'm how great. did they yeah. impact you? I'm grateful for my parents. Um, my dad, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, about 16 years ago, but my mom, she's been there for me throughout the whole process of my life. <laughs> and so she's been, like I told you, she'll go stand up, stick up for me back in school. Uh, so sticking up for me for now. So I'm going to give honors to my mom, my parents, um, and then my brother, like I said, he's a civil engineer. So both of us, we've been rolling together as engineers. Um, um, and so between my family, I think that's been the biggest piece um, and, and important um, to have that, um, the aspect of knowing that I got somebody who cares and really has my best interest. It's been the thing. So definitely my mom, um, my parents, my brother, um, and other parts of my family have been very instrumental in my life. And then outside, um, from professors, um, that I've had, um, I definitely can consider have been helpful for the different journeys of my life, as well as organizations I'm in. Um, I'm a lot of organizations from sorority, Delta Sigma Theta sorority, um, to, um, the links in, Incorporated to, like I said, the National Society of Black Engineers, Society of Women Engineers. From each of those different things, I've had some mentors or some people who've made some in instrumental in my life as well. So mm. it, it takes a village. <laughs> it takes a village to build uh, Tiffany, uh, to build awesome mentor and mentee, because we can also learn from our mentees, from our sponsors. Um, now, Tiffany, you mentioned uh, your brother, a civil engineer, um, and I believe there is always a little bit of uh, family rivalry. Was there it. much? 
<laughs> tell us about I, I tell this story. Um, I love my brother. We're two years apart, and I tell him I'm always talking about him. So he's a civil engineer. I'm mechanical. So he's always saying, well, you know, the pyramids were back in the day. So you know the civil engineers were the first ever engineers. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And then let me tell you one thing about my brother. So when you talk about these kids... Um, starting early and questioning. I don't know if many, I'm probably aging, um, Teddy Rupskin is a talking bear. So when you talk about these kids, um, he took a regular bear, <laughs> cut a hole in the in the bear and put a walkie-talkie inside of it. So that was already some creativity. Who would have thought <laughs> of the, the kids starting early? And so that's why I say it's important to start early. They have the questions, the curious minds. And so that's what my brother had when he created his own Teddy Ruskin bear, the talking bear through putting a radio inside of a, a bear. <laughs> and so, yeah, me and him, we, we, we are constantly just continuing to push each other, encourage each other. He graduated from North Carolina a and I'm there now. So he's with pride as well with it. So, um, yeah. So we love each other. <laughs> and, and, and we've been rolling together from National Society of Black Engineers to conferences and stuff like that. And so... You know, people see us in that piece realm. It's been very helpful to see the encouragement of representation and get more um, kids into these type of fields. Mm. Do Do you believe that uh, having a brother helped you uh, mm. envisage yourself as you know yeah. he's he's no better than you, right? No, we have our own personalities. We're totally different. Um, but yes, we he's helped me um, as far as just the guidance of we are in this together, um, the encouragement, we're proud of each other, um, no competitions, just want us the best for us to be able to do that. So yeah, that's the biggest piece is the encouragement from each other. And just, he has his own entity of doing success. He's been very successful. He's actually building the um, International Museum, African American Museum in Charleston. So the project manager for that. So he's been, it's been very great to see our journey. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, Tiffany, let's go back to um, your inspiration and uh, some uh, nurturing. Um, what's the number one book you could sit back and think, oh, I wish I read it before I started my career? Oh, we're back. Yes. With your voice. Good. <laughs> so... I've told you that drink is important. I've told you keep <laughs> keep water by your side. I love it. I love it. So as far as um a book, I would say the think bridge and grow big, you know, as far as being able to know that that's important to know the journey of being able to grow. I think mm -hmm. it's one of the books. Um I'm reading this book now, it's called She um, Sales. And so learning the process of selling and knowing the value you're making with others has been another book. Um, so, I mean, it, the sky's the limit on different books and encouraging. Um, it's been one of the biggest things I would say um, for types of books that I would say, I would wish I would have mm. had. Mm. So definitely it goes back to uh, being able to present yourself, being able to communicate your message, being able to sell yourself. Uh, what's the pitching co uh, capabilities of Tiffany? How did you pitch your book idea to your publisher? Well, I'm actually my own publisher. <laughs> I oh. self-published my book. Yeah, I learned the process of publishing books. And so um, the biggest piece is 
building a book team. I had to get a book team, get an illustrator, try to tell them how it, how I wanted the images to go. Um, it's been the biggest thing of this is how a STEM career should look from that end. And then getting a book team of forming the book. So, yeah, pitching myself, I pitched to myself, but getting it out there has been the biggest thing because you just don't just sell the book. How are you using the book to leverage it? It's been one of the biggest things. So, yes, you can become a published author, but what are you doing to use that book to leverage it for other platforms? And so that is what I've been doing. And hence how I was able to go on book tours, how I was able to do the TEDx talk. My TEDx talk is about STEM, encouraging um, parents to get their kids into STEM. And so I'm utilizing my book to leverage it to get on other platforms. And so that's that's how I've been able to pitch myself that I'm an engineer who decided to create a book and what better way to get it from someone who's in it and living it has been the biggest thing and could tell the story through that journey. It's been how I've been able to pitch it. So not only just an engineer, but uh, now an international bestselling author to a TEDx speaker. Um, so the sky's the limit on how you can leverage your book. Absolutely. Sky's the limit, Tiffany. Uh, Tichi with her book on um, what can I be? Let's remind you, this is the full screen. What can I be? STEM careers from A to Z. Uh, is there another book uh, in plans for you? No. Um, I also have some books. I've been promising it, you know, with the journey of the PhD, the traveling to Africa. My um, spinoff is with the STEM crew kids. So you see the kids on the front of the cover. So now I've got it where it's going to be um, STEM Crew Kids Adventures. And so it's going to be a series now. Um, and so I have it coming and it's going to include the different activities. So one of the activities I plan on doing is with the balloon um, powered car. And so this first one's going to be tied with them doing the activity, the teamwork, um, seeing how they can build it in the classroom. And so that is the upcoming book that is coming um, real soon because I owe some people some books. And everybody's like, when's your next book? Um, so that would be with the STEM Crew Kids Adventures. That's going to be a series now moving forward um, as well. So, and then also just to let everybody know, I have my book as a color and activity book. I have it as a teacher's guide. And then I have it translated in Spanish, French, and Swahili. And so wow. I have some additional spinoffs from the What Can I Be STEM Careers from A to Z um, to try to expose the kids. And so that's where bundles and different things can come from packages with tied in with the um, book itself. Fantastic. Um, uh, Swahili, who would have thought? Do you sell uh, many books in Swahili? It's a, it's, it's a group that wanted it and, and specifically that's in Kenya and with the girls and different um, mentoring programs. So, yes, I've been able to sell it through that as far as different mentoring programs. So, um, yeah. It's been, it's been selling. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, if you ever consider writing text in Polish, here I am. I'm happy to okay. do translation. Let's and do I would, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Another project in the making, making yes. positivity hacks delivered tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a reminder, we are heading towards the end of our show. We've got Tif Tiffany, who is going to encourage you to push your children into STEM. Uh, however, Tiffany, one thing that I have to say, my daughter always struggled. She didn't want to go into technology. She um, is quite um, upset when I try to encourage her. What would be your advice to my child? Why she should consider a career in STEM? Because there are millions of jobs out here for STEM. Um, unfulfilled careers, and they're estimating within 2025, 2027. 
And so the opportunities are out there for these type mm -hmm. of careers. And so if you want to be able to challenge yourself, be able to, it can be fun. Um, it's the problem of solving the problem. To see you starting from one thing, to be able to know that you're making an impact at the end. I think that's the biggest piece. Yes, it's some math. Yes, it's some science. It, but it's all about the fun that you can have with the career and know that you're making a difference in the world um, and how it applies with real world problems. So there's all different types of careers in STEM that can tie in with what you might like. And so I would just say, don't give up. Try to see what you maybe want to do um, with these type of careers. And that that would be my ideal to share with everybody. Fabulous. Thank you so much, uh, Tiffany. I'm going to play that uh, to my daughter. Uh, now, um, I wanted to ask you, uh, as uh, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, women are like tea bags. We don't know our true strength until we are in hot water. So how are you brewing, Tiffany? How are you in hot water? What's your attitude? You say as far as brewing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you brewing? Women are like tea bags. We don't know our true strength until we are in hot water. What's Tiffany like in hot water? How is she brewing? Yes. Is it uh, strong black uh, yes. uh, English tea or <laughs> is it <laughs> I love it. Meat uh, infusion. I love tea. I'm a tea drinker, so if I had to pick between coffee and tea, I am that tea drinker. Um I feel like um I'm I'm knowing who I am and knowing I'm making an impact. I don't allow it to deter me from my future and my purpose. I think that's the biggest piece of anytime I get stuck in something that might um, be an obstacle. I say, OK, I'm here, but where can I go to make sure that I'm making an impact no matter what comes my way? And that's really why I guess I decided to go into the type of career and different things that I do, because I know life happens. But how do I go about making that impact? Somebody needs me. <laughs> Somebody needs my story. Um, and so what impact am I making that is going to allow them to get what they need from me? And then what I need from others as well um, is that piece of just growing the self-care um, spiritually um, in all the different aspects of Knowing that my, my priorities, I put my priorities, make sure I'm prioritizing. Um, I put God first, family second, career third, and just making sure that I'm prioritizing any realm that I'm a part of and any obstacle that I go with. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for sharing your brewing method uh, with us. Um, now, it's time for a forever lasting question. Imagine the pandemic or, you know, this obstacle of travel, um, because you've got a career, you have to work, you're in situ in uh, North Carolina. Uh, imagine you can travel anywhere in the world and invite to have private breakfast anywhere in the world. Who would you invite and where would you go to have that private breakfast face to face? Hmm. Well, I would first say, I wish I could list a whole bunch, but there are some some key women. If I could, if I could list more than one, um, Shirley Chisholm, of course, who I've been quoting, she's passed away, but that would be ideal um, because of the quotes where she said, "Have a seat at the table," those type of things. Um, but if I was to choose others, it would be 
Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I do have mm. on my vision board <laughs> um, <laughs> to talk to her girls. I want to be able to talk to her leadership academy in Africa. So I would be in Africa, <laughs> which I've already mm -hmm. traveled. So I would want it to be there. Let's talk. Let's see how I can make a difference because she's already making a difference. So I want to share my journey of how I can make a difference as well. And so it would be Oprah Winfrey and her Leadership Academy girls and trying to see how I can get them exposed as well as other kids and, and go from there. So that would be one. And then it would be Michelle Obama's another one if I could throw somebody else in there. <laughs> so. Quite a lot of uh, women on your list. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tiffany, for your inspiration uh, today. Um, we want you to believe in yourself and envisage yourself, have that vision board and think about the fact that you can be what you want to be. Uh, just as Tiffany became an uh, engineer, you, so can you. As uh, Tiffany today shared with us, um, problem solving is, is very important in STEM, but not only in STEM. So the fact that you're growing in hot water is going to make a difference. How, what outcomes you're going to bring. Internship is definitely a good way to start your career in STEM. Communication, education, transformation are all key aspects of your career in STEM. Now, finally, I wanted to thank all our audience, Olga Vasina, Hasina Faizi, and Jane today. Thank you very much for your questions, your comments, being here with us. And thank you very much, Tiffany, again, for great inspiration for women in tech and men in tech, whoever wants to become part of STEM career. That's it from episode 87 of PhD Livestream. Thanks to our guest Tiffany Tichy to stay updated and ensure you never missed a positivity hack delivered follow women on IT and turn on notifications to be alerted once a video has been released an investment in knowledge pays the best interest as Benjamin Franklin noticed. Next week, we are going to talk about creating the best Android applications with our guest, Madonna Bambua. Uh, I encourage you to watch previous episodes, especially the ones on networking soft skills that every uh, STEM uh, career woman needs. Thank you very much once again, Tiffany, as always, our positivity quote comes from positive thinking only and goes, look for something positive in each day, even if some days you have to look a little harder. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude, Maya Angelo says. Today is your day to hack the future, hack the positivity you want. Thank you.